This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. Get trained up. War of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons, tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. Hello, Shannon. Hey, Pastor Frank. How are you doing, my friend? I'm alive and well. Thank you. How about you? Hey, uh, as Granny used to say, son, me and Jesus are doing all right. (laughs) (laughs) I would ask my grandma that, and she would tell me the same thing every time. Now, praise the Lord. Uh, Good to be here with everybody out there. Welcome. We're live with Pastor Frank Marzullo. Today is Wednesday, February 21st, 2024. Brother Frank, would you like to open us up in prayer and the mic is yours? Thank you very much. Um, I was um, reading a scripture today and um, it was the uh, 2 Corinthians 4 4 and um, it says uh, we're talking about the God of this world but even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, least the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Now, I believe that um, what happens also, too, is uh, the God of this age, the God of this world, whichever version you're reading it from, is uh, blinding the minds of a lot of believers and also unbelievers so that they do not see or hear the gospel So, Father God, I lift up the message tonight in the name of Jesus Christ, and I bind the power of the God of this age and the God of this world who has blinded our minds from receiving the truth of the gospel, who puts us in bondage, who puts us in a need of uh, salvation, repentance, deliverance, healing, and yet we do not know that it is the God of this age that is doing this. Father, we come against the God of this age in the name of Jesus Christ, and we bind him and command him to be powerless in the name of Jesus Christ from uh, influencing us, from uh, directing us away from the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So, family. Okay, um, Shannon, I'm... uh, I'm I'm uh, going to be preaching today. You can probably jot this down. And I ask the listening audience to get a pen and a paper, something to write with, because these uh, these are going to be little nuggets here and there that you're going to want to go back to. And I know that you come back to me in the archives and listen to it, but it would be so good if you would just jot these things down, because I'm going to be teaching you tonight a a um, a course and. Preparing for Deliverance, that's the name, and the title of this is Preparing for Deliverance. Now, there are many ways to prepare for deliverance, but um, and sometimes they're spontaneous. Sometimes deliverance is spontaneous. You may be conversing with somebody, and all of a sudden you realize that there is a need for deliverance right now, right then. And 
uh, it is not preparing for it, but you're, it, it's spontaneous. Kind of like when Jesus was in the temple preaching and a man in the temple cried out, We know who you are. Why, you're the son of God. Have you come to torment us before the time? And Jesus told him basically to shut up and come out. And it was uh, spontaneous. Well, that is, you know, happens at time from time with me too. I talk to people and all of a sudden, bam, it's deliverance time. But for the most part, if you want to retain a deliverance and get to the root of the problem, there has to be some sort of preparation for it. Uh, and uh, if you will, please jot these things down. Matthew twelve twenty two through 29. Then one was brought to him, Jesus, who was, you know, they're bringing somebody to Jesus. Then one was brought to him who was demon-possessed. All right, family, just remember that. This person was brought to him who was demon-possessed, blind and mute. And he, that's Jesus, healed him so that the blind and mute man both spoke and saw. And all the multitudes were amazed and said, could this be the son of David? Now, when the Pharisees heard it, they said, now remember who the Pharisees are. They're religious leaders. And basically what happens today is that you and I are in a church, you and I are in a building, and uh, we have religious leaders that are over us. And what happens, it's the same thing back then. Now, when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow does not cast out demons except by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. Now, this is the whole side road here. Beelzebub was uh, one of the lords over the Philistines. There was five cities of Philistines, and one of them was Ekron. And Ekron, they had a god over them called Beelzebub. And they worship Beelzebub, the Lord of the Flies. And uh, that's who he was. And um, if you look uh, through history, and, and uh, I can go off to another side road on this again, but uh, if you look through history, that's who he was. He was the Lord of the Flies. They would cleave their sacrifice open and lay it on an altar and let the flies eat it. And thus he was called the Lord of the Flies. And he is called the ruler of demons. He's also called Satan. Now, verse 25. But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided uh, itself against itself will not stand. If Satan cast out Satan, he's divided against himself. How will this kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, who do you, your sons, cast them out? In other words, they were Jewish exorcists. Therefore, they shall be your judges. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, everybody think about that for a second. You, when you cast out demons, you're casting out demons just like Jesus did by the Spirit of God. Okay? But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man, and then he will plunder his house? Family, this is so important. When you are preparing for deliverance, you must bind the strong man. Hello? I've learned this the hard way. I tried casting demons out of people, and the demons would resist and fight and, and call out to another person in a room that had demons and say, Help us, brothers! He's killing us! And the other guy would say, No, you help us, brothers! This would go across the church, back and forth, back and forth. And finally, one day, I, I just said, Oh, my God, what happened here? What happened? I didn't bind the strong man family. That's what happened. So I want to teach you because of what I learned. I learned through my error. I, I didn't bind the strong man first. So when you prepare for deliverance, bind the strong man, demons, in the person in the name of Jesus Christ. It's scriptural. It says it in, in Matthew twelve twenty nine. First, bind the strong man, and then you'll be able to plunder his house. Now, there's other things here 
uh, too, on earth. It says, Matthew 18, 18, assuredly, Jesus is speaking, assuredly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So we have this concept that we're supposed to bind the strong man, and we're supposed to loose him from the person. And we use these scriptures, and I do that. When I go into deliverance and I'm preparing for deliverance with a person, I bind the strong man demons before I even speak to the person, before I even talk to the person. Why? Because demons will speak out and they'll manifest. I bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. And it also talks about um, in Luke ten nineteen that we have authority over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall harm us. So we have that authority, and that's Luke ten nineteen. so jot that down. And I, I want you to understand that that's just the beginning part of preparing for deliverance. In order to receive the maximum benefit from a deliverance ministry session, the person must face what he has done and what his ancestors have done. There are areas that must be faced. Confession, that's true, but renouncing and then repentance before deliverance can be effective and lasting. Many of us who want a touch from God, a healing, a deliverance, but will not receive it because of the condition of our own heart. To be forgiven, have your prayers answered and delivered, you first must forgive others of their offenses against you. Why? Because, well, I'm going to show you in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Psalm 66, verse 17 and 18, the psalmist says, I cried to him, who? To God. I cried to him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my tongue. Verse 18, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. See, what happens here is that if we keep a sin in our heart, it says that the Lord will not hear. Now let's uh, look at the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 through 13. The Lord, in the Lord's Prayer, actually it's in verse 14. If you forgive others for their transgressions, their sins, their iniquities. If you forgive their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if, if, the, by the way, when you see an if in the Bible, circle it. It's conditional. But if you do not forgive others, then your father will not forgive you your transgressions. And basically, uh, the same scriptures echoed, echoed again in Mark chapter 11, verse 25. Now, I want you to look at something else. There's things that we feel uh, in our heart that are not sin, but they are, and it gives a, a location for the devil to get into us. How? Well, it says in Ephesians four twenty six, be angry, yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger or your wrath. Why? Because that brings unforgiveness in your way, in your heart. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Do not give the place the devil an opportunity or. Uh, another word, a place. It's an actual physical location in your heart. Your heart? What do you mean your heart? You know, the, the thing that pumps in your chest? No. The heart is interchangeable with soul in the Bible. When you ever you see heart, and you, you, you understand it means soul also as well. What's soul? Well, soul is intellect, will, and emotion. What happens is that what if you're angry and you go let the sun go down on your anger, in other words, you dwell on it, you sleep on it, and you wake up even angrier because you've given place or a location to the devil in your heart. <laughs> wow. 
I can go off on that. Uh, so we give place to the devil and demons come in. Demons of uh, resentment, unforgiveness, they enter in. Wow. And then what happens? If you don't forgive, you won't be forgiven. That's what we just read earlier. There's a, a scripture in Matthew. Uh, I teach this on just about every sermon that I teach. Matthew chapter 18. I want you to hear this, family. This is such a key verse in the Bible. Uh, Peter, Peter's Matthew actually at 18 verse 21. You can start there. Peter's asking Jesus. How often should I forgive my brother? Seven times? And Jesus, no, 70 times seven, which is basically a metaphor for complete until completion. Seventy, completion of weeks in Daniel chapter nine. Seven, completion of days. So Jesus is responding back to Peter. uh, Forgive until it's forgiven. Basically, 70 times seven. It's a parable. And then he talks about the king that, or the master that owed, uh, that um, had a servant, and the servant owed him millions of dollars, millions, millions, and couldn't pay him back. And he was called on to uh, pay him back. And he says, Master, forgive me. Uh, Forgive me. Forgive me. I'll pay you back. Please forgive me the debt. And he eventually forgives him the debt. Then he grabs a fellow slave and owed him a couple of bucks and said, pay me back. And the guy says, I can't. Please forgive me. And he didn't. And he threw him in the debtor's prison. The other slaves found out about it. And they reported it back to the master. And the master said, you wicked slave, I forgave you. You wicked slave, I forgave you. Should you not have also have compassion on your fellow servant? I'm reading Matthew chapter 18. I'm picking it up on verse 33 now. Should you not have also had compassion on your fellow slave just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry. In the the King James, this is wroth, angry, and delivered him to the torturers, that's demons, until he should pay all that was due him. Verse 35, jot this down, circle it, put stars on it. So my heavenly Father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespass. Hello, family. You see, a lot of times we're trying to do deliverance and call demons out. But we forget this verse. This verse says that if you have unforgiveness in your heart and you have not you have not um, uh, really forgiven your, your person who offended you, stepped on your toes, mistreated you, it says here that the Heavenly Father will send you to the torturers. Read that again. So my heavenly Father also will do to you, of each of you, from his heart, does not forgive his brother his trespass. What does that mean? It means 70 times 7. It means it actually means you have actually gone way overboard in forgiving. I've got a little list on the side of my desk here of the people that offended me and stepped on my toes. Guess what I do? I pray for them every day. I bless them every day. Until I can check them off. And I and I urge you to do the very same thing, family. Why? Because we're sent to the torturers by the Heavenly Father if we do not forgive, according to this scripture. And Jesus, by the way, is the one who's speaking this to us. And I, I want you to understand that. So deliverance is very important, but yet... There are things that you have to prepare in order to make a strong and lasting deliverance. And one of those things is you make a list of all the people that offended you and bruised you, wounded you, mistreated you, let you down. And all the things, and when you're alone with your thoughts and you're 
maybe you're driving in your car and you think of them and the first thing you think of is the offense that they did to you well that's called unforgiveness you didn't do it from your heart so i'm encouraging you to make a list and place it and do it and do it until it's done how 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 many times complete until completion you know forgiveness can be open or it can be hostile i hate bob i hate mary joe i hate i wish they were dead i hope they get thurs that's all called unforgiveness you know you know <laughs> there there's resentment that comes in and you start resenting bob you remember what he did or you mar- mary joe you remember what they said you you instantly think of what they they did against you you know this is called unforgiveness so please check it and get ready prepare yourself for deliverance real deliverance don't try to cast the demon out it's not going to work because the father sent what do you think do you think that the name of Jesus Christ is going to override the Father? No. No, the, the Father sent you. If you're being tormented, ulcers, uh, <laughs> how about that? Depression, bitterness, hatred, anger, resentment, self-pity, un- unforgiveness. These all are emotional things, but they could work into like ulcers. They could work into things that would cause physical problems, real damage to you, high blood pressure, uh, arthritis. Listen, family, these are things that could actually happen to you physically because you want to have revenge or uh, have a ill feeling towards somebody. Let's pray about this. What do you say? What do you say about it? Let's pray about this. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, I confess that I've held unforgiveness and bitterness and resentment in my heart against. There you go. Here we go. Now, I want you to jot the names down on that paper. Remember, I told you to get a paper and pen. Here we go. I want you to write their first names down. I've held resentment and bitterness in my heart against certain people who have hurt me and disappointed me. I have also chosen to judge them, and as a result, I would truth from them in my heart. Please forgive me for these offenses against you and against them. Thank you for the cleansing of your blood. I now choose to forgive and release. Write them down. Write the names down. Bob, Sally. Jesse, Frank, Susie, right? Just write the first names down. You don't have to write the offense. You're going to remember the offense when you write their name down. I want you to write their names down. Now, keep on going. Keep going. Uncle Bob, Aunt Aunt Sue, keep on going, Mom dead write their names down put it on a paper come on write it down right now family you're preparing for deliverance write that write their name down who offended you who hurt you who mistreated you uh, could but a, a teacher a judge a policeman who that doesn't matter write their name down if you can't remember the name write the per- the person with the red shirt on Write their name down. The, the, the one that came to my house with so-and-so. Write their name down. Write their name down. Write down. If you can't remember, remember the person. Watch this now. Remember uh, a place. Remember remember a, an incident. Remember something about it. Who, what, when, where, why, and how. Write it down. Who did it? Who, who, what, what happened? (laughs) When did it happen? Why did it happen? How did it happen? Write it down. 
And now I lift these names up to you, O God, and the mighty name of Jesus Christ, and I ask that you forgive them. From my heart, I release them. I release these people. I held a grudge towards them and unforgiveness and judgment against them. I have not loved or forgiven myself either, forgetting in the way I've sinned, I've fallen short. God, forgive me. I now choose to love and forgive myself and choose to love and forgive others. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now keep that list, family. I want you to keep that list because that list is going to be every day. You're going to look at that list and you're going to do this until it's done. Another area of examination while you're preparing for deliverance is the areas of soul ties. A soul tie is the joining and the knitting together of the bonds of a relationship. And there are godly soul ties and there are ungodly soul ties. Godly soul ties occur when like-minded believers are together in the Lord. Friends, uh, examples, marriage partners, believers, uh, to pastors, and so forth and so on. And there are uh, there are examples of this found in the Bible, such as 1 Samuel 18, verse 1 through 3, and it was... Uh, formed between uh, David, David's son, uh, Jonathan, and David. Now, it, uh, it came about, watch this now, I'm going to read it to you. And it came about that when he had finished speaking to Saul, and it's David, that the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as himself. This is a good good godly soul tie, verse 2. And Saul took him that day and did not let him return to his father's house, verse 3. And Jonathan made a covenant. Watch this now, family. You're making a covenant. Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. So this is an example of a great, a good godly soul tie. Another example is the knitting together of people found in Genesis chapter 2, verse 23 and 24. Genesis 2, verse 23 and 24. And this is a a holy knitting together. And uh, verse 23, I'm going to read it. And the man said, this is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. He's speaking about the woman that God gave him. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Verse 24. For this cause, a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife and, this, and shall become one flesh. Wow, here we go. They're becoming one. It was designed by God that husband and wife were to be joined, to become as one. I, you know, I have such a hard time understanding why people have divorce. I, it, it just tears me apart because I look at this and I say, God joined these people together. When God joins people together and then people get divorced, it blows my mind. I can't understand it. But anyway, uh, back to what I'm teaching here. The Satan counterfeits godly soul ties, and uh, we find that in 1 Corinthians 6.16 when Paul is writing to the Corinthian church, and he says, Or do you not know that the one who joins himself to a harlot is one body with her? For he says that the two will become one flesh. Family, when you have intercourse with another person outside of marriage, an impartation happens and the two become one. Something of a greater scale is going on besides sex. They're still two separate people, but something of a soulish realm has made them tied together and uh, this is demonically together. They are tied together as one. So the the Lord says in verse 18, flee immorality. And the reason why he says that, watch this now. Every other sin, 
that a man commits is outside the body, but the immoral man sins against his own body. Something of a soulish nature nature happens here. This is an ungodly soul tie, a sexual, immoral person. Something happens in their inner man. And so I encourage you, I know, listen, family, we're, we're all adults here. So I encourage you to write down the first names of every person you had a sexual relationship with outside of your marriage. Oh, my gosh. You know, it could be a long list. It could be a short list. I don't know. But something happens in the inner man. It's called an ungodly soul tie. Uh, Something happens when you attach to another person outside of marriage. The Bible states that in marriage, the two shall become one. And the same thing is when you sleep together outside of marriage, you get that same impartation that's why we do it when we do it outside of marriage we sin inside of us uh so some of you've had multiple sex partners in the world and maybe you have had a few marriages maybe there's some part of that person in your past that has lingered and remained into your marriage now And it's still there with you today. It will remain there unless that soul tie is broken, unless that bond is severed, unless that cord is cut, unless repentance in the blood of Jesus Christ severs that cord. It will remain there. I've spoken and ministered to many people that have told me that they're married and they were, and they're in their marriage. They've been married thirty, forty, fifty years, but yet their 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 mind is back somewhere else to another person. Well, that has to be severed. I really didn't quite understand that until I got a teaching on this soul ties and what it actually means, and. What I do is I lead a person to break the soul tie, and uh, we're going to do that in a second. But as I mentioned before, there are other soul ties outside of sexual nature. I'm going to talk to you about that too. Um, Proverbs 22, before we get into the breaking of the soul tie with people, I want to talk to you about uh, breaking associations also as well. Proverbs 22, verse 24 and 25, it says, Do not associate with a man given to anger or go with a hot-tempered man. Here we go. Least you learn his ways and find a snare for yourself. This is an ungodly soul tie. You hang out with an angry man. Watch out. There's something that's going to happen here. You're going to learn his ways and find a snare for yourself. 1 Corinthians 15.33, do not be deceived. Wow, Paul is writing to the church, us, that we could be deceived. Watch this now. Bad company corrupts good morals. When you hang out with a person, bad company corrupts good morals. Let's further it on a little bit more. Psalm 1.1, Psalm 1.1. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. Now let's ask a question. Why? Why is that man blessed? How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. Why is he blessed? Because he isn't hanging around with that person. You see, family, your intellect, your will, your emotions, according to these three scriptures here, the way you think your soul becomes one when you walk together in agreement. And if you are hanging out with a sinner or a scoffer, you could be hanging out with a Christian scoffer too, by the way. They don't believe the same things that you believe. They believe a different doctrine. You could be hanging out with a Christian scoffer family. Watch this. If you're hanging out with a sinner, a scoffer, a wicked person, 
it will start rubbing off on you. It will start rubbing off on you. These are ungodly soul ties between friends. That's right. So watch out. Watch out for those things. You know, so we we talked about friends. We talked about um, um, uh, sexual partners. And so I want to talk to you about business partners. Amos 3.3 says, can two walk together unless they are agreed? In other words, they're in covenant. Can they walk together unless they are agreed? A, a man called me up, wanted some ministry, wanted me to pray for him. He was bound to another man in a covenant, in an agreement. They bought a house together, and they were renting the house out. And finally, the the um, uh, he the man wanted to sell the property and get out from the agreement because the bank had taken over the property, and he couldn't get the other fellow to agree to release the property, the covenant, and he was bound to that covenant. It was a legal document. They were a partnership. And he asked me for prayers, and he was getting all sorts of nasty letters from the bank, and they were going to sue him. And it was worth a lot of money, family, thousands and thousands of dollars. See, this man was bound to it. And he said, help. And I said, well, let's pray. And we prayed, and nothing happened. We prayed again. Nothing happened. Finally, I said, did you ever break the soul tie that you had with this man? That won't release you? And he said, no. And I said, let's break the ungodly soul tie, the covenant that you made with him. Spiritually, we'll do this. Let's see what happens in the natural. And so we did. We broke it and we severed it in the name of Jesus Christ. And and he called me the next week and he says, guess what? The guy released me. How about that, family? Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. So, you could be bound in agreement, an ungodly attachment with another person that brings about some sort of control that can affect your life. Now, there are other examples of soul ties that need to be severed, such as a mother or father who refuses to relinquish their authority on their grown-up children. All ungodly soul ties must be renounced and severed in order for that control to be of that person that has to be broken. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you any person or group or persons whom you have developed an ungodly soul tie with name them specifically and renounce each relationship now i'm going to uh we're going to pray against that father in the name of jesus we come against the the joining and the knitting together of ungodly relationships the ungodly soul ties the people that we had sexual relationships the things the people of our past we bind the power of that in the name of jesus we command the 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 ungodly soul tie the demons behind that the strongman demon behind that to be bound in jesus that knit us together in an ungodly relationship Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Whether it be past marriages, past friends, partners, whether it be relationships that are ungodly, that lack that lack God-centeredness, that tie us to the past and tie us to friends and people that are not walking with you, scoffers. Whether they be parents, children, siblings, marriage, partners, former romantic or sexual partners, dominating authorities, 
We come against them in the name of Jesus Christ. We come against the ungodly soul time, anything unhealthy, any unhealthy attachment that brings control over our life. Thank you, Father God. We come against that and we bind the power of that. Now we command those ungodly soul ties to be severed, cut. And I want you, listening to me right now, to make a motion with your hand like you're chopping something. Cut in the name of Jesus. We cut it as if it's a cord that attaches to us, like an umbilical cord. We cut and sever it in the name of Jesus. Any uh, romantic flame. uh, uh, You, the spirit that brings loneliness and draws us into sin, into thinking of that person. We cut and sever all witchcraft, ungodly organizations, all controlling influences over our lives. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to reveal to us any person, any group, and we cut and sever it. Remember, you have a list of paper. You have a paper in front of you with all the names of the people that you had sexual relationships with, whether you had multiple marriages or whatever. We cut and sever every person on that paper in Jesus' name. We renounce them and renounce our agreement with them, our relationship with them. And we cut and sever and break all ungodly soul ties. Thank you, Father. Anything of the past that binds me to sin, we cut and sever. Lord, all we want is growth and victory. I declare that Jesus Christ is my victor, my sanctifier. Come on, family. Pray with me. Separating me from the world into righteousness. I declare that every evil soul tie be broken. Now remember, cut and sever. Name the person. 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 I renounce and break and loose myself from all cords and ties and tentacles and bands that bind me in the name of Jesus Christ. I also break every word curse spoken upon me by them in the name of Jesus I declare myself to be bound only to the true body of Christ, knit together in love in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, too. So another area is to, uh, as we're preparing for deliverance, is to look into the occult. Uh, a lot of us had dabbled in the occult as we had journeyed through life. And even though I, I, I taught on this many times before, I think it needs to be viewed again. Occultism is a door to the supernatural that does not lead to the realm of the whole, our holy God, but it leads to a realm of the power and, and knowledge of a cult of, a, of the devil. The realm and the power of the devil. Occultism means hidden. It can be defined as uh, receiving or giving out supernatural help, power, guidance, information, or healing using a, a power or a source outside of God, outside of, of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus said in John 10, verse 9, I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Jesus said in John fourteen six, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. Family, there's no other way, there's no other door to get holy, supernatural help, guidance, power, information or healing except by the way of Jesus Christ any other door or any other way is occultic in nature and the Bible strictly forbids it Deuteronomy 18 verse 10 through 14 Deuteronomy 17 verse 2 and 7 through 7 Isaiah 47 
verse 10 through 15. I want you to uh, understand that we've all gone into that, some area of our life. Some area of our life. And so we renounce the spirit of occultism. You may have had fortune cookies. You may have had your fortune, your palm read. You may have been in the occult somewhere. As I'm calling these evil spirits out, you're going to remember where this was. And as I do... And I push your button, family, and I'm going to push your button. I want you to say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I'm sorry I did this. I'm sorry I did that. Occultism is witchcraft. Occultism is black magic, black arts. I come against these spirits. I bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. I bind every strong man demon and command them to be powerless over your life in Jesus' name. I command them, these spirits, out of you now in Jesus' name. Family, you may feel like something is turning inside of you as I call these things out. Just be obedient. If you feel like blowing out, blow out air. If you feel like coughing out, cough out. If you feel like screaming, scream. Uh, It doesn't matter to me. But cleanse, be cleansed in Jesus' name. Don't stay defiled. Don't hold back with pride. Don't say, oh, uh, uh, I'm going to, no, no, no. Get rid of it, family. This is your opportunity to get rid of it. In the name of Jesus, I command these spirits out. White magic, black magic, black arts, black masks, witchcraft, seances, clairvoyance, mediums. You may be remembering when you went there and you got your fortune told. I command them out of you in the name of Jesus. And all familiar spirits and psychic powers, necromancy, Conjuring up spirits, communication with the dead, spirit guides, consulting with mediums, UFOs, that's right, UFOs, fortune telling, pendulum, out in Jesus' name, come out in Jesus' name, trances, palm reading, tea leaf reading, handwriting analysis, crystal balls, tarot cards, out, come out in Jesus' name, come out in Jesus' name. Numerology, observing of the times, I command you to come out. And yoga, I command you, the gods of the Hindus, to come out in Jesus' name. ESP, I command you to come out in Jesus' name. Out, out, out in Jesus' name. Hypnosis, I command you to come out in Jesus' name. That's right, when you gave your mind over to the, the psychologists or psychiatrists and you were hypnotized, I command you to come out in Jesus' name. That's called charming in the Old Testament. Come out in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out, out, out in Jesus' name. Out, pyramid power, mind control, transcendental meditation, Out in the third eye. Come out in Jesus' name. Visions and trances and dreams that are demonic. Come out in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ. All of it. Wizards, soothsaying. Spiritual prostitution. Going after other gods. uh, New age. Crystals. uh, the, the, The crystals and rainbows and all the other things that have to do with new age come out in jesus name satan worship come out levitation come out in jesus name out out lucky charms come out in jesus name out in jesus name out in jesus name all forms of sorcery that's right drugs sorcery drugs out in jesus name drugs drugs Out in Jesus' name. Out in Jesus' name. Out, all of it. Um, um, Indian magic, powwow. Anything that is uh, yin-yang, anything occultic, come out. The force, come out in Jesus' name. That's right, the force. Uh, 
occult games, Kabbalah, Jewish witchcraft, come out in Jesus' name. Mystic guy and voodoo, voodoo, come out in Jesus' name. Oh boy, am I landing it now. Come out, out, Eastern religions, out, out, uh, Masons, come out in Jesus' name. Anything that denies the blood atonement and the deity of Jesus. Out, ta- shrines, temples, lodges, out, oaths, oaths that you made, an oath that you made. Uh, to a lodge of uh, uh, masons, false cults, involvement with the uh, with the uh, martial arts, martial arts, come out in Jesus' name, out, out the Shriners, the the uh, sororities and fraternities that are secret societies, out taking a, a an, an oath that a, a man made doctrine, come out in Jesus' name. That's right, Eastern stars, come out now. Uh, television. That's right. There's certain programs on television that are demonic, and you know who they are and what they are. You watch them. Let's step just like a train wreck family. You can't take your eyes off of it. You got to watch it. I command the spirit of that to leave you now in Jesus' name, and for you to 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 get fortitude, and for you to to have fortitude and and resolve and say no to these programs. Come out in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, every evil spirit. Reflexology. Out. Out. Fascination with these movies. Come out in Jesus' name. Out in the name of Jesus. Out. Out. Out in Jesus' name. Astral projection. Come out. Leave. Go in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. 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 We ask you, Holy Spirit, to come. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Come. Take a precedence. Thank you, Lord. Take a precedence. There are several other areas that we may need deliverance in. There's, you know, pride and rebellion and rejection. Um... And there's um, uh, many things that we need to understand about that. And pride is you. I think Shannon, you told me one time, and I was telling you I got delivered of pride. You said, "Was that big pride or little pride?" Do you remember that, Shannon? <laughs> I I remember um, hearing about multiple versions of pride: big pride, little pride, stiff neck pride, and don't forget about wicked heart of unbelief. Oh boy! Now you're teaching me again. Hallelujah! <laughs> oh, praise God! Oh, wicked heart. Okay. Um, there's a there's a couple of more areas here. Uh, you know, what, as I was writing this out, and as I was thinking about it, I remembered a, a little booklet that I wrote called uh, Four Ways the Enemy Can Get In." A lot of people have. Um, question questions about when they do deliverance when they do deliverance they have um, formats that they follow and I think they're all very good but I broke it down to four ways where the enemy can get in in this booklet that I wrote it's called four ways the enemy can get in and uh, kind of watered down a little bit, but it's still uh, broken down to where you would. And I touched on one of them called unforgiveness, and I gave you the all the scriptures on it. And I want people to write down when, when they call me up and they want deliverance, and I and I am preparing them for deliverance. I won't I won't give them deliverance right away unless it's urgent. And it really needs to be done right now. But I want to prepare them for it. So I have them sit down and I have them write out on a piece of paper the four ways where the where I found where I found that um, you could uh, really nail it on the head. And here are the four ways, family. Write this down on paper. Number one, sin. Demons come in through sin. 
And if you study the Bible, you'll understand. Read Deuteronomy chapter 27 and 28. You'll understand that demons come in through sin, and they come down through your sin, yes, and that sin opens the door, but they come in through your ancestor's sin. Uh, you know, Lamentation 5.7 says, Our fathers have sinned and are no more. In other words, they died. Our fathers have sinned and are no more. And we bear their iniquities. So a lot of times your problems stem from your ancestors. You know, we we have many scriptures concerning uh, generational curses, things that come down through the family line. Exodus 20, verses 3 through 5, you know, where it goes four generations. Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 2, ten generational curse. So we have, we have things that come down through the family line. But sin is at the root of it. So whether it be your sin or whether it be your ancestor's sin. So I ask people to jot down all the information that they know about their ancestors. And they may know a little bit. They may know a lot. They may have been told stories about, you know, uh, uncle, uh, I mean, uh, great grandpa was, uh, had a still in the mountains and he, uh, made moonshine or he was uh, running a house of prostitution or so forth and so on. Uh, They may have some information about the sin of their ancestors and I want you to jot that down. Jot down the sins of your ancestors that you've heard of or you know of. That's number one. And still a number one would be your sin. Jot down your sins. On a, paper, on a paper, you did this, you did that, you you uh, let this happen, you did that. You know what you did, and the Holy Spirit knows what you did. He's going to shine a light on that and bring it to your memory. And that number, still a number one, would if somebody sinned against you and put a word curse on you. You're no good. You'll never amount to anything. You're, you're stupid. Well, when they do that, they release demons to, uh, they're, they're assigned to uh, that word curse until they fulfill it. So, number one, sin. Ancestor sin, your sin, or somebody sinned against you. Number two would be rejection. Here's what I want you to write down, family. Write down. This is your preparing for deliverance. Write down rejection. Oh, what do you mean rejection? Oh, somebody misused you, mistreated you, abandoned you, didn't love you. Well, it could be your father, your mother, it could be people in the world, it could be teachers, could be, like I say, anybody that stepped on your toes, that hurt you, wounded you, mistreated you. And that's in the church, too, as well. These people that, are, uh, that did that could be church believers, and they did that. Pastors could be uh, stepping all over you. You know, so write down rejection, rejection. That's number two. Number three would be the lies that the devil speaks to you that you believe. That's right. You want to get to the root of the problem in your life and you're, you got OCD? How did you get that? Well, it's the lies that don't touch this. Don't do that. Don't, uh, don't eat this. Don't taste that. Don't, uh, don't go into water, sharks. Don't go into the elevator, claustrophobia. So the lies that the devil speaks to you that you believe, you know, you write that down. And number four would, like I said before, what I taught you earlier about unforgiveness, the Father sends you there. So those are the things that uh, I want you to understand. So Father God, we just lift this up in Jesus' name. Father, we come against every power that the enemy has. Seconds. That the enemy has. We we say to you, O oh God, you are God. You are God. You are God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We come against every evil spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the power of um, unforgiveness. We bind the power of sins from our ancestors that came in. We bind that power 
of sin that came down, iniquity, you, that one that came down, all iniquity, we bind you, we command you to be powerless in Jesus' name. We we bind all pride, we bind all arguments, boastfulness, we bind that, that came in through our generational lines. We bind that in Jesus. We bind the pure, the power of rebellion. We bind the power of rebellion. We bind rejection in the name of Jesus. We we command every spirit of incubus that leaves that came in through worshiping false gods. We bind you in Jesus' name. We bind all. Uh, shame. We bind sodomy. We bind all spirits of that. We command them to come out. Stealing out and lying. Come out in Jesus' name. We bind you and we command you to leave in Jesus' name. All fighting. All anger. We bind the spirit of anger. Come out in Jesus' In the name of Jesus Christ, incest, we bind you and we command you to come out in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus Christ. Unloyalty, we bind you, we disloyal, I, I, I command you to come out in Jesus' name, in the name of you, the spirit of rudeness, come out. In Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus Christ, everything that came down through our family line, we command you to go and come out in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus. All theatrics, every spirit that says, I don't want to be touched, come out in Jesus' name, out in Jesus' name, out in Jesus' name. All pride, 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 pride of life. Pride of life, come out in Jesus' name. Big pride, little pride, come out in Jesus' name. Out in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God. All these things, all these areas, Lord, we just give to you and we offer them up to you. Oh, Holy Spirit, come and fill us now in these areas. We ask you, Lord Jesus, to rule and reign in these areas. Thank you, Lord. Rule and reign in these. When the demons try to come back, we ask that you rise up, O God, inside of us and say, no. No, it's been taken over by the Holy Spirit. These areas are given to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Woo! Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Okay, Shannon. Praise the Lord. Great teaching and mass deliverance tonight. And uh, for the Archives. I wrote down the title. What did I do with my my note? Uh, oh, preparing for, preparing for deliverance. Yes, that is it. I've got it right here. Perfect, um, brother Frank. I want you to tell people about your ministry and your website. What you got going on there? Uh, where they can come out to some of the meetings and how they can support your ministry. Okay. Um, first of all, I. Uh, like I always do with you, Shannon, this is your storehouse. This is the where you have made a way for people to get delivered and healed. So I'm urging all the people that are listening to this program tonight to give their offering to you to support this ministry so that other like-minded believers like myself could come and teach. With Without you doing that, these people that are all over the world and scattered throughout all over the world cannot hear teachings like this. These teachings are not being said in churches very often. So, family, please donate to Omega Man Radio. And now, Shannon, would you tell them how to do that? Well, thank you. If you'd like to do that, just go to our website, omegamanradio.com. There's PayPal there and a few other options, and we do appreciate all those that will come on board with us and help us fuel more episodes. Back to you, Brother Frank. Okay, you could come to my website uh, when you want to hear teachings of this nature and participate in my free Zoom meetings the last Saturday of the month by going to my website. My website is frankmarzullo.com, F-R-A-N-K-M. A R Z as in zebra U L L O dot com. Once you get in there, you're going to see it's divided into two sections. One is for the Zoom meeting, and the other is for the School of Deliverance, and I teach that every three months. 
uh, the free Zoom meetings are going – actually, it's going to be this Saturday, and you're welcome to come in. Uh, you have to sign in. You have to have Zoom uh, downloaded to the device you will be using, and you're welcome to come in. I get people from all over the world coming in, and I teach them how to do spiritual warfare like I did for you tonight. And um, you can go through my website. You can see my archives. You can uh, see all the uh, meetings that I've done in the past. You're going to have a blast in there. It's a lot of free ministry. Also, I have books. And uh, you can uh, see some of the books that I wrote. My father wrote 26 books on spiritual warfare and deliverance. I've written 15. And uh, I welcome you to come in. Let's see what else. Oh, uh, I do listen to my phone. Area code 386-736-2820. And I listen to who's calling in. And if you're local, I can call you right back. Or if you're a telemarketer, you're out of luck. (laughs) So... <laughs> That's it, Shannon. Back to you. My friend, we love and appreciate you. Look at your schedule for March and get me some more dates and we'll see you again soon. I'll be in touch with you. Thank you, sir. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Bye bye. Folks, that was Pastor Frank Marzullo. Are you enjoying these programs tonight? Today we started this morning at nine AM. We're doing a seven show marathon. So we had already today Elvis Newhart, Michael Cummins from UK, David Measures in England, Leicestershire actually, John Gogan, that was Frank Marzullo. We're going to do a Speak My Word broadcast coming up next, and then at 10 o'clock Eastern, we're welcoming Doug Perry. By the way, i got to make a note here. Brother Joseph will not be on tomorrow. He's uh, preparing imminently for Africa. He wanted to be with us tomorrow, but um, we'll just have to get him back on when he gets back from his road trip. Okay, made that change. Let me save this. We're going to be back here in just a minute. 